Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. All righty, welcome back to Thanksgiving edition of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast coming to you on Drunksgiving um, or Thanksgiving Eve, however you want to refer to it. Drunksgiving, yeah, it is the week, it is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, some call it the biggest holiday, some call it, not the holiday, biggest party night of the year, and we're hoping to give you a slew of picks going into this weekend to kind of help you out, but Real quick, we'll just do a quick recap on what we did last weekend. I actually finished four and four on the weekend. Um, went two and two on both Saturday and Sunday, bringing my record to 36, 46, and four on the weekend uh, on the year. Sorry, so I can't seem to get past that 500 hump or get anywhere, make any dent in that 500 hump. Travis actually went five and three with a, including a big three and one day on Saturday. So props to that, and is actually now ten games above 500 this year at 47, 37, and three. So congrats on that, Travis. Hopefully you can continue on with the success this weekend. So we are exactly 500 if you add our picks together. True, we are. So as a duo, I'm like Travis is put the team on his back. But, and you know, 500 for – Put the team on my back, though. 500 for – shit, 11 weeks of gambling is not horrible at all. Quick update on our season of giving, our big giveaway we're, we're going to do if we reach our goal for member. If we average 60 listens over the last six weeks of the year, we will be giving away, uh, not giving away, but taking one a, a follower of ours to a Blues game with us. We, last I checked right before the episode, about a couple hours ago, we had 28 listens from last week's episode, which isn't bad for a short week. We usually get always get about 10 or so new listens when we post an episode, so when tomorrow's drops – I would imagine, or whenever you're listening to this, I would imagine we're going to get some. So we're going, to, but we're going to need a big push from you guys this holiday weekend. Um, a lot of people are going to have some downtime um, to kind of get there, and then going forward, we're going to need that as well. So this weekend, like I said, we got a lot. We got a lot coming to you. Got a got a pretty loaded show. So make sure you listen to us. You know, listen to our picks so you can you know on your listen to us on the way to your shitty uncle's house so you can kick his ass at gambling or just avoid your shitty family altogether if that's your kind of thing and get pissed drunk and watch football, win money, and, and get fat eaten. So that's the goal here. With that being said, since it is a holiday weekend, we'll have a little bit of a twist on, on the DeGeneres Digest. But first, we have a first and 10 segment for you. So roll the clip. First and 10 from the 45-yard line. All right, first and 10 this week. Real quick, we're going to keep it to 10 minutes. But I read an interesting tweet today um, from Daniel Jeremiah. He's at Move the Sticks on Twitter, has a podcast, is an NFL analyst on the NFL Network. He's a former NFL scout, and he was discussing um, on his podcast about building an ideal NFL roster and really kind of a checklist, per se, to, to, to build your team around. Um, and he says, here's his, his checklist. You obviously need a good quarterback, um, two pass rushers, 
three offensive playmakers, three defensive playmakers, and then two quality offensive linemen. So since it is coming from an NFL scout, you know, Travis and I thought this would be cool to analyze. So Travis, like, I know I said this to you today. We haven't talked much about it, but what are your thoughts on this guy's analysis for quote unquote building a roster around these key players? I mean, it's, it's pretty solid. You got, yeah, you need your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, obviously. Two pass rusher, pass rushers are ideal. I know a lot of teams that do not have those, and that's probably a reason why they aren't in the top ten, top five discussion. Three offensive playmakers is a lot. Again, um, you have two offensive playmakers. It's very easy to have a defense, you know, kind of focus in on your on two. So three kind of expands it. You know, it makes you spread the field out a little bit more. And then your three defensive playmakers really allow you to, to kind of take the ball away and, and stop your other teams. I was yeah, I was gonna ask you like how, how did you interpret a defensive playmaker? Like how would you interpret that? Because I know well, he says he says pass rushers, so where do those other defensive playmakers come into play? I looked at so the I define pass rushers as separately from playmakers. So I mean, I, all the playmakers I usually – if they have two different pass rushers and, but they have three good defensive linemen, I would take a different one if he was a playmaker. Um, we'll just kind of roll into it. It Go makes a good that. example for the for the Rams. I know they're, they're the second team in the top five. But for me, say they're, de- they're defensive playmakers for me, um, where Aaron Donald, uh, Marcus Peters, and they're – uh, pass rushers were Michael Brockers and Dominican Sue. Yeah, see, I, I had for them, like, if you look at the Rams, I had their defensive playmakers as Aaron Donald, Dominican Sue, and LaMarcus Joyner, who's actually number 36 rated safety on pro football focus. I had their rushers as Dante Fowler and that uh, Samson Ukabam or Matt Longacre um, for them. So, uh, but still, I mean, they have a pretty, pretty good defensive lineup. Yeah. To their D line. Yeah, but I I would throw Marcus Peters in as a defensive playmaker because he does make opportune plays. And then, obviously, the rest of the pieces are there. Jared Goff is a fantastic quarterback. Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup before he went down for their offensive playmakers. And their offensive linemen um, haven't seen solid, and so is that awesome Blythe kid, you know, that, that guard. He's the number one offensive guard on pro football focus. So, if you look at the, the checklist of these top five teams, most of them have them, and the Rams clearly pass that test. Yeah. Um and then you look at the number one Saints, you know, Drew Brees, possibly the best quarterback ever. Uh, we could talk about that a little bit later. You have their pass rushers in Cameron Jordan and Sheldon Rankins. They are pretty good. Uh, offensive playmakers, it's not even a question. Kamara, Ingram, and Michael Thomas. Yep. Uh, their defense has been kind of hazy within the last few years, so they're just now stepping it up. I had Marcus Lattimore, um, Eli Apple. Von Bell. I had Von Bell at safety. Because yeah. their linebackers are kind of mad, but they have some really solid a really solid secondary. Yeah, their linebackers are not that good at all. And I actually had Sheldon Rankins. Yeah, I actually had Sheldon Rankins in as defensive playmaker. I had Cam Jordan Okafor as their pass rushers, per se. Um, but still, like you can flip, flip, flip-flop those around, and their offensive line is solid with Ryan Ramchek and Teron Armstead, who's the yeah. number one rated offensive tackle. But, yeah, I had the same offensive playmakers. So, again, you look at that core, and, I mean, you look at these top five teams, and these they're, – they're meeting, they're meeting the eye test in all these. There's one team in the top five that I think is kind of like, meh. Well, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll agree on that. So, who would you really 
like Chiefs is obvious with their with Pat Mahomes and Hunt Hill and Kelsey on offense. The Chiefs problem for me, which is why I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, is their defense. Defensive playmakers. It's hard to find playmakers. I have their pass rusher pass rushers as like Justin Houston and D Ford. Yep, me too. Yep. But other than that, I is impossible for me to find their playmakers. I had Barry. I had Kendall Fuller on there. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to make any of the Fuller brothers a playmaker. But. And then Steven Nelson is another corner of theirs. He's number 16 according to Pro Football Focus. But then, I, like, for literally my third player for them, I have four question marks. Like, I don't know who it is. So, I, I don't have anyone but one player for them being absolutely a defensive playmaker. I don't know. You can just see that the Monday Night Football game against the Rams, and their defense is atrocious. Yeah, so while they're, they are sitting 9-2, they're one of the best football teams, this core that you're talking about building a solid team around, you're missing some, some key pieces on defense. Now, I think once they add those, they'll be great, but um, they also have two really good linemen in Mitchell Schwartz and Mitch Morris as well. Yep, uh, Mitchell Schwartz as well in there. Um, but I feel like once you get to add those defensive players within the next couple of years, you're not going to be able to afford your Travis Kelsey's and your Tyree Kills at the – most definitely, most definitely. So, you know, that's going to be interesting. But, uh, I mean, so far, passing the eye test, I mean, the, the Chiefs are missing the one or two def- defensive pieces that if they had, you know, you're probably looking at them as a Super Bowl contender 100%. Yeah, I mean, they already are, but it's just kind of looking not good for them. Yeah. Um, so then you have the Steelers. You have Ben Roethlisberger, obviously, as their quarterback, who's pretty solid. He's been there forever. Fading. He's fading. Very yes, fading away week by week. We saw that last week against the Jaguars. Yeah, and this is the, this is the team for me that I'm like when I look at their their record and this this pieces that that um that 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 he's talking about here that you have to have. I'm really wondering how the Steelers are so good. But anyway, go ahead. I don't know. I I think they're good. You got their pass rushers. You have um, that Cameron Hayward and Hargrave. That's yes. who I have. I had T.J. Watt and Anthony Chiquillo. See, T.J. Watt was a playmaker um, yeah. for me, along with Joe Hayden and Artie Burns. Yeah, Joe Hayden. I had Cam Hayward, my defensive playmakers. I also had John Bostick at linebacker for them. He saw yeah. Their defense isn't bad. Their offense, you have James Conner, Antonio Brown, and Juju. Yep, those, those are my three as well. So, And their offensive line is easily the best in the NFL. Yeah, across the board, you can look at all five of their starters, and they're all in the top. 20 in um, Pro Football Focus's rankings. I picked Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro for mine. But really, the whole line is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but again, like, I mean, you look at the pieces, though, and, like, the offensive playmakers are there. For me, it was the pass rushers are, are just okay, but they defend everything else well, I think. And that's why they're so good. But the quarterback situation is very concerning going forward because um, they don't really have – the five pieces that, 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 you know, that Daniel Jeremiah says you need. Yeah. I don't know. I think if it came down to it, I think the Steelers could beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, but that's just me. That's just because they're more experienced. But again, you know, if you're going to build the team, if, if you're, if you ask me to pick all five of these teams and who I want to start with, I'm not picking the Steelers and probably. Probably not. I mean, just because their quarterbacks hold and that leads in number five, not picking them either, which we have the Patriots on here. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady, pass rusher Trey Flowers and Dietrich Wise. Yeah, I had, I had t- Trey Flowers and Adrian Claiborne, but yeah. Offense, you have, I mean, num- numerous people 
Josh Gordon, Gronk, and Edelman are mine. I put Gronk, Josh Gordon, and James White. See, I just James White is a one year wonder, I think, for me. And he's been around for a few years, but he's been around for a few years, but they're just now using him, which is ridiculous. They do have defensive playmakers though, and Stephon Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, the McCarty, the McCourty brothers. Yep. Dante Hightower, I had him. They have, they have quite a few, which is weird. I didn't think their defense was that good, but and their offensive line is money if you look at them. I have Shaq Mason and, and uh, Joe Joe Thune, um as my two. They're number three and number five offensive guards on PFF, which both are starting guards in the top five, which is phenomenal considering there's 64 of them in the league. Yeah, I mean. So if they can find a way to replace Tom Brady, I mean, the pass are still going to be good for years to come, which as much as it pains me to say it, it sucks. But replacing someone that good I don't think is that easy. If I were to start a team, yeah. the team that's best off, I would say, would be the the Rams. Yeah, I guess I would, I would lean towards the Rams as well just because their quarterback's young. We'll see how much if they're going to be able to afford him after his, after his rookie deal. But I, I would go with the Rams as well. But you look at all five of these teams, and most of them have these, these core pieces, you know, give or take the Chiefs missing a couple defensive playmakers and the Steelers and Pats both having old quarterbacks. But, I mean, everything else is – The Saints too. The Saints, too, yes. The Saints have an old quarterback. But still, I mean, you look at them all, the top five teams, and, you know, building – when you build your team, you know, the, that's the core you kind of need. But we reached our 10 minutes. We just wanted to touch on that. So I want to thank Daniel Jeremiah for having, having that good tweet and uh, having a good debate topic. But, I mean, you, if you look at your team, whoever your team is, look at these five positions. Because if I look at the Dolphins, I guarantee you we don't have – It was a mess. Half of these. Um, so – with that being said, we're going to roll into a fully loaded Degenerates Digest for the week um, because we got a big turkey day tomorrow. So roll the clip. With the, our Degenerates Digest this week, we have some bonus picks for you. Um, we got three good matchups coming for you on Thanksgiving Day, a.k.a. Turkey Day, which we're going to give you all of those picks, we're going to add three more NFL picks, and then we're going to do our usual college football four. Um, so we'll 10, 10, 10 for the weekend. Total of 10. We're going to roll into our Turkey Day picks. Our first one, Bears minus three at Lions. I'm not sure I like this. Matt Stafford on Thanksgiving is pretty good. Yeah. And uh, Thanksgiving and Detroit fans are all about that tradition there. And Trubisky isn't 100%. So, so you taking the Lions? He might not play. And I mean, God love Chase Daniel coming from Mizzou, but I mean, the dude hasn't been a starting quarterback in like over ten years. I don't think he started a couple games in the NFL, but like he started, but not a constant starter. No, I mean, I think he chooses to do that, right? Um, Well, yeah. With that, I'm. I mean, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna throw my pick out there. I'm gonna take the Lions plus three. Yeah. Kind of uh, long-winded there, but <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to take the Lions plus three as well. Like you said, Mitch Trubisky may not play. Um, the reports are kind of swirling that, that are kind of ominous. Uh, the Lions are usually pretty good on, on Turkey Day, Turkey Day, like you said. The Bears have not won on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit since 1993. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to pick the Lions at plus three. They may not win, but it'll be close, I think. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take the Jungle Cats in that one. All right. The second matchup of the day is the Redskins at the Cowboys. 
Uh, Cowboys are seven and a half point favorite. Always play on Thanksgiving Day. I just want to first off say rest in peace to Alex Smith's leg and career. Yeah, that was bad. Thanks for him. Uh, but, you know, I guess all good things have to come to an end. I guess if he's good. You don't say good? <laughs> all mediocre things have to come to an end? say otherwise, but for real, hope he recovers. Another tradition in Dallas, they always play on Thanksgiving Day, and this time it's against a Redskins team that's led by Colt McCoy. I don't think Colt McCoy has played football since Texas. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he, he's 7-18 and 18 as a starter. And his, I didn't, I didn't, that's actually surprising. I didn't know he started that many games. Yeah, but he has, he's only started four games since 2011. That might be why. Yeah. Um, Dallas is pretty hot right now. And I know seven and a half is like, oh, two, two scores, touchdown on the score. But I don't think the Redskins are going to stop them in Dallas on Thanksgiving. So give me Dallas minus seven and a half. Uh, yeah, rolling with the same pick. I'm doing the same thing. Um, just, I mean, Colt McCoy came in last week and looked pretty good in, in relief um, of yeah. Alex Smith. They still didn't win. Did they? No, they lost. Yeah. They lost. They lost. So. They still lost, which is, is at the end of the day, that's what matters. Um, like I said, the Cowboys are hot. This is also a big division game. The Cowboys win. They're both will be sitting at 6-5 and five and have split their head-to-head record. Dallas can't lose this game if they want to win the division. Um, so I think they're coming hot, like you said. Zeke and um, Dak and um, Mark Cooper are going to have a huge day. Uh, and like I said, Colt McCoy 7-18 has, has only started four games since 2011. So I'm hammering the boys at minus 7.5. Yep, there we go. Two for two. Our last matchup, which I think is going to be a good one. I think a lot of people are going to overlook this Thanksgiving night. Falcons at Saints. Big rivalry. Saints are 13 and a half point favorites. So pretty large spread, quote unquote, being the best team in the NFL right now. Um, but I feel like this matchup is usually pretty close between these two teams. They're on a primetime game on Thanksgiving and with that being said, I don't see Matt Ryan getting blown out. Him and Drew Brees have gone up against each other quite a few times. And last time they matched up this season, they went to overtime. So I see it being a close one again, you know, Thursday night. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Atlanta plus 13 and a half. Okay. Um, not so fast, my friend. Um, I'm actually going to take the Saints at minus 13 and a half. They are the hottest team in the NFL, show no signs of slowing down, and now their defense is starting to come on very strong. They've only allowed 21 points the last two weeks combined um, against the Eagles and the Bengals, respectively. And I think both of those teams would beat the Falcons because the Falcons' defense is atrocious. It's not great. Their offense seems to be sluggish now because they can't score. They couldn't score against the Cowboys last weekend. Um, so I'm going to take the Saints at minus 13.5, hammer it at home in the Dome, on Thanksgiving, them crazy motherfuckers down in the bayou are going to show out, and they're going to make that dome very, very loud and very, very hard for Matt Ryan and that sluggish offense to move the ball. Saints minus 13 and a half. All right, we'll see. Um, I disagree. But anyway, we have that for you. We will go ahead and roll on. Those were our turkey day picks. We're going to roll on like usual into our college football rivalry week in college football. Best week of the year. We have some great, great betting this weekend. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you my number four pick. New rankings out. I have number six, Oklahoma, at number 13, West Virginia, on Friday night. 
Oklahoma is a one and a half point favorite. Um, I just I don't like Oklahoma at all. Like not not only as a team, but as like the college. I hate them. I think Kyler Murray is a little a little bitch. Um, and West Virginia has somewhat of a good defense <laughs> in the Big Twelve. I mean, for real, like they have probably the best defense in the Big Twelve. It didn't show out last weekend against Oklahoma State, but we had talked about Oklahoma State having a pretty good offense. Um, so it's in West Virginia. I think they look as this an opportunity to knock Oklahoma off as a potential playoff team if they lose. Um, they need this bounce back win, and this is their biggest game of the year. Will Greeners show out for Heisman. Him and Kyler Murray are going to be battling. It's going to be a high-scoring game. But I'm going to take West Virginia plus one and a half. I like that pick. I almost put it in mine as well, but I did not. Uh, my number four pick for college football for the weekend is a, is a Friday game. I actually have two Friday games in my college football picks. The first one is one that I will be watching. Um, didn't pick the spread on it, though. It's Arkansas at Mizzou Friday at 1.30 and I am taking the over of 61. Um, the spread was a little too rich for me. Mizzou was minus 23, which is, I don't know. I, Jesus. Yeah, I wanted to take it but because Arkansas is horrible, but a little too rich, so peep the over. I like that at 61 because I can see Mizzou putting up at least 40 points in this, um, and their defense is kind of wishy-washy as well, so I can see them letting up you know, 17 to 21 points. Um, they dropped a 50-burger last week, and they're on a roll, um, so I'm – taking the over at 61 in the Arkansas Mizzou game for my first college pick. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 61, I like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. I think it's going to be <clears throat> situation with the Saints game. It's going to depend on how their offense does. I don't see us putting up that, like, 50 points. So, we'll see. Yeah, dude, that f- fuck the Eagles, by the way, in that week, <laughs> but whatever. It is what it is. All my, all my college games I'll probably watch, except maybe for maybe one. My next game is uh, number three at – well, sorry, number three is number 16, Washington, at number eight, Washington State. Washington State is three-point favorites, and they look really good right now. Um, I would hate to see them go 11-1 and one, not make their playoff, not make the playoff, because they look pretty unbelievable right now. Um, their quarterback, Gardner Minshew, has 4,300 yards, 36 touchdowns, and seven INTs. That, to me, looks like a Heisman winner, but he's probably not going to win it. I mean, go absolutely going off. Um, 
and it's at home. It's the, they call it the Apple Cup, which Washington leads 72-32-6. and six. So they're blow, they blow them out of the water all time. But I think this is the year that they could come and win. Um, like I said, it's at Washington State, and they have the better team this year. So I'm going to take them minus three. I like it. I like it a lot. I really love that pick. I, I'm really high on the Cougs. I think they can. I think they should deserve a playoff spot as well. Yeah. My number three game. Going to roll right into it. Is number four Michigan at number ten Ohio State. Michigan is four and a half point favorites. This one's at Saturday at 11 a.m. Um, and I'm just going to keep it short. I mean Oklahoma. I mean not Oklahoma. Ohio State is not any good. Um, they're not the tenth best team in the country. I will stand firm by that. Um, just like Florida is not the 11th best team in the country. I'll stand firm by that. They could have and should have lost to Maryland last week, Ohio State that is, and I think Michigan rolls them. Michigan has their eyes on that uh, college, college football playoff, knowing the only thing that stands in their way after they beat Ohio State is a very average Northwestern team. Um, so I think Michigan uh, beats them down probably about 7 to 10 points. Um, so I'll take them at minus 4.5 uh, for my number three pick. All right. Um, making things interesting, are we? My number two pick is the same game. This is one of the big rivalry games I love to watch every year. I'm getting risky with these three picks, mainly because, like I said, I'm going to be watching them. Um, 11 a.m. on Saturday, this game is. And I'd love – I don't know if it's more than I think it's going to happen rather than I want it to happen. I'd love Ohio State to come in at home and knock Michigan out of the playoffs. Um, the winner goes to the Big Ten championship game. Big implications. Like I said, I, I think it's always close, and I don't think it's going to be more than a four-point game. Coming off of a really close game, I think they use that momentum into Michigan. Give me Ohio State plus four and a half. I mean, you'd really like to see Ohio State over Michigan. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, Ohio State's not going to get in the playoff. If they win that game and they beat and they win the Big Ten Championship game, yes, they will. I guarantee you they will. Anyway, um, I I just uh, I hate Ohio State. I hate Urban Meyer. I hate everything about that man. He he just oozes fucking scumbag. So I can't stand him. I would um, just like to see the the playoff be controversial like it usually is. Yeah. If I see any of the top four lose, I hope it's like Bama or Notre Dame. Anyway, my number two game is South Carolina at number two Clemson. It's Saturday at 6 p.m. Um, South Carolina is 20 sacks. 20 sacks. Uh, <laughs> I've got a little too much a little too much Tito's. Shout out, Trav, for, for hey. your 50 Tito's for, for my birthday. Um, South Carolina is 26.5-point underdog. So Clemson, the line is Clemson minus 26.5. And I'm taking the other side of that spread. I'm going to take South Carolina at plus 26.5. I feel like Clemson always gets these huge spreads and can never really cover them. This is a huge rivalry game. It's usually pretty close every year. Clemson has won the last four, but only one of those has been by more than 27. Like I said, most years is pretty close. The one year is by more than 27 was 2016, and that was the year when South Carolina was horrible. They lost to Citadel that year. Um, Citadel! They lost to Citadel! Citadel. Um, so with that being said, I think I'm not saying it's going to be close by any means, but I don't think Clemson is going to beat South Carolina by 27 points. So I'm going to take South Carolina at plus 26 and a half for my number two game of the week. Ooh, I don't know about that one. It's going to be a close one. They're going to lose by 
20-something. last Saturday on Duke plus 30. So, uh, Duke – so, South Carolina is a way better team than Duke. Are they, though? Yes. Yes, a thousand percent. They play in a tougher conference. We'll see. No. They'll, they'll lose by 20 or so. No. It's going to be a close one. 17. Calling it My right. technical lock of the week, my number one, uh, I have number 20, Syracuse at Boston College. Boston College is a seven-point favorite. I think this line is skewed just because Syracuse quarterback is kind of questionable. He's listed as a co-starter for Saturday. But even with splitting snaps, I think that they can cover that seven-point spread because Boston College has looked absolutely horrible. The last two weeks in a row, they, the only point they scored against Clemson came from a punt return. They looked like shit last week against Florida State. They can't get anything going on offense. They fell out of the top 25, which is why I'm going to take Syracuse plus seven. They didn't fall out of the top 25. Who Boston did? College? Boston College did. Yeah, okay. I thought you said Syracuse did. No. No, yeah. Syracuse plus seven was the line on that? No, Boston College. Yeah, Syracuse plus seven. Are you sure they're they're the underdog? I mean, they're the underdog? Yep. yep. That's weird. I guess I misread that. Anyway, my I like that a lot, by the way. I definitely like, like that pick. Syracuse is a good football team. My lock of the week is a game that Travis talked about earlier. It's the Apple Cup, number 16, Washington, at number 8, Washington State. And there's not really a big surprise here. I have the same pick as Travis said. I like the Cougs at minus 3. Again, this game's at Friday, Friday night at 7.30 Central Time. I just think there's no way the, the Cougars blow this one. It said, Like Travis said, if some kind of chaos happens in the next two weeks and they can beat – the the they can beat Washington and go on and win their their Pac-12 championship game against Utah, which shouldn't be a problem. Then they're going to get into the college football playoffs. So they have their eyes set on that. I just hope they're not looking past. They they probably not looking past this. This is a big game for them. And yeah. they're roll. They're going to roll them. Also, Washington State is ten and one against the spread this year. So take that as you will. I mean, that sounds like pretty good money to me for for a lock of the week. So lock it up. The Cougars minus three against Washington at home. Yep. You heard it there. All right. One game in disagreement. So we will we'll see how that goes out. So we said we're going to give you some bonus picks. Other than our the bonus picks were the three, I guess, turkey day picks. So we're going to give you three other lines that we like on Sunday. Or um, Monday. Or Monday. I don't think I picked any Monday games. I didn't pay attention. It was, here goes mine, yeah. uh, kind of in order. My first one, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there, Miami at Indianapolis. No, you and didn't do it. You didn't do Miami, it. Indianapolis is a nine-point favorite. Now, both these teams – Miami's kind of on the down. Indy's kind of on the up. But Miami has Tannehill coming back. Uh, so we might be able to spark some offense from this. Both teams are still in the playoff hunt, so that's why I can see it being a close game. And the Colts' run game isn't too prevalent. Um, I know Miami, we have a terrible run defense, Miami does, and our pass defense has been decent lately. It's kind of solid, so give me Miami plus nine. You didn't. You I mean, you just had to do it. You had to talk about it. You're going to fucking ruin it. I mean, Andrew, Andrew Luck like has hardly been touched like the last like three to four weeks, so that concerns me, but – not even going to entertain that because I did not even want to talk about that game. I thought we were going to get through the entire podcast without talking about the Dolphins. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
my, I guess third, I to put mine in order three to one. Uh, my third one is Steelers at Broncos. Now I'm taking the Broncos at plus three. Um, the Steelers did not look great last week on the road in Jacksonville. The Broncos had a big win against the Chargers in LA. I think the Steelers are bound to lose a, lose a couple. They've been kind of hot lately. Um, and they really squeaked one out last week against the Jaguars, who have one of the worst offenses in the league. I think the Broncos' offense is better. Um, I'm not saying the Broncos are going to win, but if it is a loss, I can see it being a very close game like that Jaguars and Steelers game was. So I'm going to take the Broncos at plus three on Sunday afternoon. Sorry, I just rolled over my grave from that pick just now. Hey, fuck you. You picked the Steelers last weekend and they didn't cover. So kick, kiss dick. Barely. Kiss dick. We'll see. You'll see why I'm rolling over my grave from that pick later. My second pick of the three is the Jaguars at the Bills. Jaguars are a minus three. If they cannot beat the Bills by three points, then they do not deserve to be to play the rest of their fucking season. Can't say much on this one because they should be able to get this done, no problem, especially after that close game versus Pittsburgh last week. Um, they gave the Steelers a fight. They have Fournette back. They should be able to beat the Bills. Who even knows who's starting at quarterback? If it's Matt Barkley, I don't know. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, I'm just going to take Jacksonville minus three here. Yeah, saw that, thought about it. Um, didn't pick it, though. My two, my, I guess my second game for the NFL on Sunday um, is the Browns at the Bengals, kind of like Travis was saying. Um, the Bengals really can't afford a loss. Uh, not Well, you're just saying the Jacksonville should beat this team. The Bengals should beat the Browns. They should beat them convincingly. They're fighting in the playoff spot. They're tied with five other teams in the AFC for that last um, playoff spot at five and five. Uh, and they are three point favorites. I think they should win easily. They should win by seven to 10, probably even more points than that. I know the Browns are coming off a bye and they're coming off a win before that. Um, but the Bengals, like I said, are in need of a win if they want to stay in the playoff race. And if Marvin Lewis wants to keep his job, uh, cause I think if he loses to the Browns at home, he might get fired. Um, I say the Browns do keep it close for a while, but the Bengals kind of score a little bit later in the fourth quarter to cover the spread. Um, so I'm taking the Bengals at minus three against the Browns at home. All right. Saw that, liked it, didn't pick it. Moving into my so on so-called lock of the week, my number one. Pittsburgh, three-point favorites at Denver. They had a scare last weekend against the Jags. Can't let it happen again. Not sure if, like, the whole Le'Veon Bell drama swirling around the Pittsburgh locker room, they let it get to him. Their offense looked like shit. I don't see them having too big of a problem against Denver. Um, Denver's win last week against the Chargers was a fucking eyesore because the Chargers coach is an idiot. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus three here, easily minus three. I would say they win by ten. Okay. Don't, can't say I agree. Um, not- <laughs> okay. I, I don't agree because I told you I don't agree. 
And Anthony Lynn is a is a fucking moron for not running the ball at the end of the game. I will say that. Even yep. Philip Rivers, uh, when it was under, they came back from the two minute real quick. They came back from the two minute warning, and they didn't run the ball, which is fine. They tried running a screen pass to because the Jaguars had no timeout. No, yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, wrong team. Yeah, yeah Philip Rivers. Um, the Broncos had one timeout. So no, I don't know what it is, but he should have taken a sack there. He should have taken a sack instead of throwing it at the ground. Wasted only two seconds instead of five. Didn't didn't allow the Broncos to burn their timeout, but they got to use it. So yes, they're all stupid over there in LA. It's that my lock of the week. I don't know how you didn't see this, how you didn't pick it. I'm not gonna say much about it. It's the Pats at Jets. Pats are minus solid. Pats are minus ten. I mean, I don't need to explain myself. Pats are coming off a bye. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick off the bye is usually always solid, and they're playing a shitty Jets team who got rolled by the Bills couple weeks ago um so i think the pass is the exact same thing to them so i'm taking the pass at minus 10 for my lock of the week as much as it pains me to say it that's just that's easy money in your pocket i feel like yeah i thought the fucking pats minus seven at tennessee was easy money in my pocket tennessee's not near as bad as the jets are well you know what i'll never pick the pats ever again and so solidifies my hatred for them so, i fucking hate them if they lose, it's hilarious, but I don't think they're going to. I hope they lose. I hope they lose by a lot. Not going to happen. So that wraps up our Degenerates Digest um, for the week. And that pretty much kind of does it for us. Uh, we gave you guys a little bit shorter of an episode. You don't have a lot of time. Not we'll really. Have- it wasn't shorter an episode. That's kind of shorter. Uh, we, we, we're getting more efficient at it. Um, like Travis said, we wanted to give you some more picks this week because um, of the Turkey Day. So 10 this weekend. So if one of us does really bad, then our records for the year are fucked because of this weekend. Uh, but again, please like, share, share, and subscribe to help us get to that goal of averaging 60 lessons per episode over these last six weeks. Um, that is our goal, starting with last week's episode, continuing on. The last episode for the year will drop on December 19th which is the Wednesday before Christmas. We won't be recording an episode the week of Christmas probably. We will be tweeting out our picks, though, for that week just so we can kind of keep up with our record. Um, so remember, if we average 60 episodes um, on the last uh, – six – not sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to start over. I'm kind of tipsy. If we average 60 listens over the last six episodes of the year, so last week through the 19th, um, we'll look at the average at the end of the year. So at the end of the day – uh, or first thing on January 1st, we'll look at it. If we average 60 listens per episode over the last six episodes of the year, then we will pick a random Facebook or Twitter follower or these entries that we're going to be doing to attend a blues game with us. We'll buy you some beers. We'll have a good time. Um, we do have some new rules. So obviously if we do hit this goal, you'll get an entry into the drawing. If you like us on Facebook, you'll get an entry to the drawing. If you follow us on Twitter. So right off the bat, if you're already doing both those two things, if we hit it, you already have two entries. Travis is giving his beer bottle a blowjob, and it's <laughs> – <laughs> um, we're, we're introducing some new rules this week now. So if you already do, do those two things, you get two entries. If you – so now every time Travis posts an episode on Facebook or Twitter, if you retweet that tweet on Twitter, you'll get another entry. So you can do that for the rest of the week. So that's five entries if you do it every week. If – uh, for when he posts on Facebook, if you like it, if you like the status when he posts a new episode on the Facebook, then you'll get an entry for that as well. So you can also get five more entries there for the rest of the year. Also, bonus, 
you'll get two entries for every time you share that status on Facebook. So we're kind of giving you an incentive to share more on Facebook because we haven't really seen much of that. So if you do that, you get two entries um, into this drawing to attend a Blues game with us. So I did the math on earlier, Travis. I think, what, what was it? So if you follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, that's two. If you retweet it and you like it every week, that's uh, another 10 you can get. And you get an another uh, 10 by sharing it every week. So you can get up to 22 entries uh, if we hit our goal. And by sharing it and retweeting it, you'll help us get there. So you can get new entries in this drawing every single week. So please, we want this goal to happen. And we want to reward one of you guys with a health experience by going to a newly coached Blues team because um, they just fired Mike Yao yesterday. Yeah. So if you want to go see that shit storm of a team with us, uh, it would be fun to get drunk and attend that. So look out for that. Like Jared said, share it, retweet it, do whatever you can. We want to get some people listening to this. We want to reward you guys with this. It would be fun. Yeah, we, I mean, look, we want to spend money on you guys. How bad is that? Yeah, yeah not bad. I mean, we just, we just want to reward you guys. Um, it's a season of giving. Like it, like I said, it's our season of giving giveaway. And with it being the day before Thanksgiving that you guys are listening to this, we are thankful for you guys. Um, it is the time to give thanks. So, uh, you know, me and Travis started this podcast as like a half-assed idea, you know, long, long time ago. This probably started early in the summer. Um, we finally decided to roll with it, and now I've been going with it. So we're thankful for you guys to listen. We appreciate you guys engaging with us. Again, we're thankful for you. Help us hit, reach this goal. We want to help you guys, um, you know, not help you guys, but we want to take one of you guys to a Blues game with us because it would be a blast. So till next week, peace. Have a great, happy turkey day with your families, and hopefully you win some money. Have a good one. See you guys later. to eat turkey. Love to eat turkey. I love you. Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's turkey to eat. So good. Turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurky do and turkey lurky dap. I eat that turkey, then I take a nap. Thanksgiving is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite. That's right. Turkey with gravy and cranberry. Can't believe the Mets traded Dallas strawberry. Turkey for you. and gave that girl BD. <laughs> White meat, dark meat, you just can't lose. I fell off my moped and I got a bruise. Turkey in the oven and the buns in the toaster. 
I'll never take down my Cheryl Teague's poster. <laughs> Wrap the turkey up in aluminum foil. My brother likes to masturbate with baby oil. <laughs> Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.